Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Could you teach me? Uh, first learn stand, then learn fly. Yeah. Nature rule, Daniel son, not the mind. I think all is last answer to No such thing as bad student, only bad teacher. Teacher say, student do. Sweep the leg. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers, episode 172. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And joining us tonight is a man who needs no podcast. It is <laughs> Rob, the former host of the Fan Film Boys podcast. What is up, sir? Uh, thank you for having me again tonight for looking forward to this. Really am. This is going to be a great podcast tonight. <laughs> it's going to be a great movie cocktail. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to have you here because that means that it's movie cocktail. Now, Mark couldn't join us. He actually went for a walk, stepped in quicksand, and has yet to come out. So uh, we, we were going to go there, but it turns out quicksand's not all that dangerous. You know, I heard like... Just kind of Mythbusters, like yeah, totally blew that apart. There's yeah. no Look, such thing as like Indiana Jones always gets out. That's Mark right. can too. Right, I believe in them. Right, but now you're talking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So get out! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you bring up that movie? <laughs> but so Mark will not be joining us tonight because of quicksand in in his neighborhood. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> but we are here to talk about the film that won, you guys. The film that won martial arts films. The films that were put up were in order of how they did: Kung Fu Panda. That means it did not the best or the worst? It means it did not the best. <laughs> yes, I know. Not, not the best, sir. Hey, I, it was a good try. Good try there. It was a good try. Uh, and coming in third place was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And then, of course, the, the runner-up, Jay. You were so close with Kill Bill Volume Two, but like me and Mark said, it is the it, it is the second half that has the least amount of martial arts in it. Sure, there's the Pai Mei stuff, there's the snatching of the eye, there's the one inch punch, there's a ton of stuff in there. The five finger death punch at the end of the movie—that's the name of a band, not the actual uh, name of the move. But I can't remember it because it's really long. Five, what is it? Five finger exploding heart technique, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, there's that stuff in it, but really, it felt like the more martial arts heavy was the first one. Was the yeah. first one. So. That is why a fair amount of people didn't go for it, but a lot of people perhaps went with, went with my vote, the 1984 classic with martial arts, like right in its name, The Karate Kid. I <laughs> know, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Come on. I, was there as well. <laughs> I give you that. I give you that. Yeah, but none of us can use that as an excuse. None of us is displeased with this winner. No, no. no I mean, you can't be. We this grew is- up with it. It's beloved. It's an absolute classic. I would, I, I've. I've Apart from my choice of Kung Fu Panda, I would have liked to have talked about this movie the most. Yes. Absolutely. And that's why I selected it to win. So this puts me up in the little competition that we do throughout the years. We do the movie cocktails. I have now won, I believe it's two, to everyone else's one. I believe everyone is now at least one one. Rob won one with Point Break. Yes. Mark won one with South Park. And Jay has won one with Alien 3. Yes. So everybody's at one except for me. It feels good to be on top. Everything is right Somebody with the world. Somebody had to win one. More. Yeah, that's right. So. Someone had to win one this time. <laughs> 
Well, there's know. still more to go. Yeah, that's Look, true. Payback. It's in the future. So <laughs> that's just payback, it's in the future. That's just the competition aspect that should be of a t-shirt. it. But let's <laughs> so let's get into to the film itself before we talk about the cocktail. So Karate Kid, filmed in 1983, came out in 1984. It was directed by John G. Avildsen, who uh, is quite famous for doing films quite like this. He was the director for the original Rocky, and he directed Rocky Five. <laughs> Touch me and I'll sue. sue so he did Rocky One, f- and then f- you didn't see him again until Rocky Five. Sue me for what? <laughs> anyway, well, he's done this one as well. He also did Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part Three. <laughs> and oh, so he went to- and Part Two. Oh, so and Part Two, okay, and Part Two. So I mean, he, he's known he's known for doing these type of formulaic, you know, movies, but he, he does it well. You know, Rocky he in did this well. movie he does, and I'll, I'll say this while watching this again, not. For the first time in a long time, because I actually just rewatched this film not too long ago when Cobra Kai season two came out. I got into like a big Karate Kid kick and I watched one, two, and three. And I watched the Cobra Kai series and I did not watch the next Karate Kid with <laughs> Hilary Swank and I did not watch the Karate Kid with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. So I didn't no, watch that. I'm not going to lie, that's not a bad movie though. I don't like it. No, I know it's a like a, a take off of it, takes away our original Karate Kid. Yeah. But. I think it's different enough where he's in. It's fresh. Yeah, he's okay. in another country. It, it, the the story is is enough to be similar, but the same. That I, I feel like it, it it made it its own difference. I I, I didn't mind it. I'm sure. gonna say that. Sure. Sure. And Rob can relate because he is from Australia. How does that have anything to do with it? <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he's secretly yeah. taking karate in maybe America. He's secretly Australia taking- is near China. <laughs> yeah. near Ch- Closer than America Closer, is. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> At least that's The culture true. shock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the things I noticed while rewatching this, though, is this is very Rocky-esque. Oh, like, yes. it is not afraid of quiet, slow moments through it, throughout it. And that's what Rocky was. And big, character, uh, big characters yeah. like- like just focusing on those characters, like too. The, tr- sure. the training. Like I think about the later training montages in Rocky films, and they're all very fast paced, and he's doing things, and they're quick cuts and all that stuff. This training montage was very slow, very deliberate. It's showing you everything that he's doing, and it's taking time. It's holding on each of the each of the training. Because there was a time. Well, doing. I mean, as well when you look at Rocky, the original Rocky is that like he's given this fight. He only has only a couple of weeks to prepare for it, whereas in Karate Kid, he has a couple of months. To prepare for the tournament, so there is a little bit of a difference in the time. No, but what I mean is, even well. in the original Rocky, it's it's the, the, that's the way the montage yeah. was. That you know, later on in Rocky Four, when you get hearts yeah. on fire, strong desire. That's for you, Duty. That's <laughs> uh, one of Duty's favorite songs. So the workout too. So hopefully he's listening to us while working out, and we just gave him that that lift, that, that, that pump that he I needed. Jazz that he needs. <laughs> yeah. Get that extra rep. Just do it. Uh, so, but but what I'm saying is, like the, the montages were were a little bit longer. Like the scenes in every montage was longer, yes. and it wasn't afraid to do like these quiet moments. And I started noticing that like. That's just a way of filmmaking back in the 80s and late 70s where, like, they weren't afraid to do, like, these quiet moments and stuff like that. Now, some films are like that today. But when I think of something, like, that was a huge movie this year, like, this was a huge movie in 84, Avengers Endgame, as as long as that film is, it doesn't hold on, like, very many scenes for very long. It's yes. very fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And at three hours, it's still a very fast-paced And, and it gets movie. right into it from the, like, again, Endgame, you're talking about, like, they, they basically kill Thanos... 
before like the 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 start credits come up right. almost. Like whereas this movie, like we talked about in Jurassic Park, it was like how long into the movie before we start to see any sort of karate actually happening? We're close to like uh, we're 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 about twenty five minutes in before we even get to yeah. the Johnny Beach scene. Like in oh, Jurassic sure. Park, twenty minutes in before we see but, a, any type of. Uh, but like even dinosaur. the scene where where Danny goes in to, to Miyagi's little workshop and he's cutting the and he's and he's pruning the bonsai tree and stuff like that and he's teaching him and stuff after it's after character development right but after he's and done he teaching him like Danny's off there doing it himself and stuff like that and the camera slowly pans out goes to Pat Morita and then like. It holds on his face for a while as a little smile goes on his face. And that scene lasted probably about 10 seconds longer than a scene would today, than a modern oh, movie sure, would. Sure. It held on it longer. and it, it, But I, I liked it. Like, uh, you know, in the same way that they did it with Rocky. The not too many Rocky. quick so, cuts. Not right. too many quick cuts, yeah. yeah. And also, like Rocky, it's got a love story that is so fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Danny is just an awkward Ooh, fucking boy. kid. Oh, that kid. Like, that's, that, that, that's what I realized while watching it, too. And he's just like, hey, where you from? He's like, I'm from the jersey <laughs> i was like oh shit kid you're not gonna make friends with anybody yeah. telling them that you're from new jersey sorry rob i know you reside in new jersey I, my wife's from new I, jersey i just live there <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so like <laughs> but but the the love the love connection between between ali and danny it just it doesn't feel like it's there ali with an i ali with an i and danny with an l <laughs> um but it just felt like it wasn't it wasn't there like like it, very very high school level love and very awful awkward very and awkward. and uh, even but with, just like rocky yeah that was too that was very awkward too that was yeah. that was practically two simpletons falling yeah. in love when sure. i watched that movie sure yeah. like rocky is like 1976 version of what the other sister was in the <laughs> early 2000s so that that's what i thought while watching it this time uh yeah i don't remember the first time i saw it rob it's not it's been a long time since I first saw this movie. I've, I've probably been watching this since as long as I've been watching Rocky films. So when I was probably still in diapers. So, Rob, what about you? First time you saw it to watching it today? You know, what? It, it, I'm the same way. I don't remember the first time I ever saw this movie, but I know I saw it as a kid I, I, because there's the, the clapping of the hands, making it, you know, yeah. the, the heating them up, trying to heal people. I know I did that. I know I practiced I know it. I practiced the crane kick. Now, never did, used it. Did but you? I practiced the crane. So kick. did I. I know. Did you ever buy one of those Japanese drums that they had? In oh the yeah, second in one. The second one, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, even so. my kids. I think my somebody came back from like even the Caribbean recently, and they brought one of those for my kids. Yeah. I'm like, what, did you immediately pick it up? Oh and yeah, go, and I was like, boom, I was like, boom, bang, 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 it, the first one you watch it, if this was the first time you watch it, it was like, what the hell? Yeah. This guy, and, and they make it seem that way in the movie too. It's like, this guy's just looking for some free slave labor. You know yeah. I mean? You just want somebody to do <laughs> all the work sure. for And him. Danny, like a good kid from he New Jersey, it. is just like, yo, man, I'm from I'm New like, Jersey, I know when you're like, trying to screw me over. Oh, like, <laughs> But even as oh, a let, kid- let, let me just yeah. wash your cars. Let me wax them. Let me paint your fence. Let me sand your decks. You know? 
you know, and he's like, come back we've tomorrow. All, six we, look, we've all done those in short shorts for the local old man. We can all, <laughs> no, you guys didn't? Oh, man. What, for 10 bucks? <laughs> it was only me. There yeah. was no money involved. He, yeah. I remember him taking yeah. a lot of pictures, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How naked right. was he? <laughs> uh, he wasn't, but his hand was down his pants. <laughs> And which pastor was this? <laughs> <laughs> Who's dancing? Well, I'm not, father, father, who? I have priests. I have, oh. I have priests in my religion, Jay. We went, we went there. Priests we went there. there. Uh, to call back to us to a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jay, what about you, man? First time you saw it to to now. You've only seen it recently, right? Oh God, no, no. I've, okay. I've seen this many, many times, but as a kid, and how I you can saw forgive it. me for not for not knowing that you've seen a classic movie before we've made you I, watch it for the show. I, believe me, I understand. I understand. However, a la Rob, I also did do a lot of the practice moves. I never joined karate per se, but I had the handkerchief oh, no. wrapped around my head. I was, you know, pretending by myself. I watched this movie quite a bit. Um, I was definitely. Ha- I had to be in the single digits and in, in entering pre-teenage when I was into this movie as well. And obviously, it just streamlined through my obsession with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all, all, we'll all kinds of things that. like that. <laughs> no but, spoilers. Um, <laughs> sure. And then, but even like as an adult recently watching it again, like more so, I think, with him teaching uh, the Wax On, Wax Off, for example, it's not just learning the, the movements to deflect it's also gaining strength that he does not have because right. he's doing it so often. He's always like, oh, I'm so sore. I'm sore now. It's yeah. muscle memory. It's that's, muscle memory. He's gaining he's, a little bit more strength. and That's one of the things like I picked pick up, up on, on that a little bit seeing more. this later in life was sure. I had I had gone like when I was young, I didn't do jujitsu. I did jujitsu in my teenage years and college years and stuff like that. And with the way he's training him, it's, it's unconventional, sure, but he is teaching him the muscle memory that you're supposed to learn. Like that's the whole point of why Johnny Lawrence for for Cobra Kai gets up front and they do the punches yeah. and stuff like because they're just teaching muscle memory. Well, my, my kids are doing karate now. Um, my son is seven and my daughter's five. They both do karate now, and it's and I've noticed that like even yeah. before I sat down and rewatched this movie, watching them do karate, it's they will they will do that. They will get them into the stance, and not only do they have them get into stance, they they have like words that they have to say right. when they're in the stance. Yeah, the ki. Uh, That's the, your the, the ki. Yeah, but like. Uh, like they'll go focus, sir, or they'll be like, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, getting ready. Yeah. You know, and then you, and then you see parallels between that and military training. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's it's all it's all steeped in this in this uh, in this very real. Like even though it's being done in an unconventional way, so they're all very real principles of of martial arts training and stuff like that. And I think that also feels like yeah pretty cool right like although i do feel like in the 1980s there was probably a couple kids that sanded a few decks waxed a few cars and we're just like oh yeah i got this (laughs) i'm gonna take on the school bully and he got his ass fucking beat (laughs) you got knocked the fuck out man (laughs) so so, i mean obviously we all really enjoy this movie so we'll get down to to breaking it down a little bit further in the next segment but before we do that i made a cocktail for this film uh it's a very unconventional cocktail um uh it's nothing like we've ever done before and i had to warn everybody this is going to be an earthy cocktail and it's going to be using liquor from japan so this is this is all japanese liquor and i just really wanted it to be something different but i also wanted it to represent balance and to represent miyagi and and uh you'll notice that that some of my garnishes were meant to look a little bit like a bonsai tree in a way so so what this drink is called this is miyagi's bonsai balance and it's it's not 
the type of cocktail that you just like whip up in, in, in a few minutes. Cause I, I, I filled a pitcher with water and then I cut up one lime, one stalk of mint and one cucumber. And I put them in the water and I let that sit in the fridge for about 24 hours. Then when I was, when I was ready to make the cocktail, I took that out of the fridge. I put two ounces of sake and one ounce of shochu, which is a uh, Japanese spirit that it, the, the one that I'm using was uh, distilled from barley. You can get ones that are distilled from rice, distilled from turnips, distilled from all different, all different types of, all different types of stuff. But this one was distilled from, from barley. And then you put two cups of your infused water into the shaker as well. You shake that up, you pour that in a glass over ice, and then you Garnish it with parsley, mint, and a lime wedge for your garnish. Now, the parsley is what winds up looking like the bonsai tree, but the mint you put in there, and that that brings out the flavor of the mint in, in the cocktail itself. Then what I do is I top it off with a about a, a teaspoon of lime juice, or just like if you have one of the lime juice uh, sprayers, just a little spray in there, and then I top it off with a very little bit of sake, just to give the sake flavor on top of the ice. So that's the first flavor that you're getting. And this winds up being an extremely like earthy cocktail, like I said, because the cucumber and stuff like that. But it's it's very clean, it's very refreshing, and like I said, like this is the type of stuff that those women might drink after yoga, <laughs> after hot yoga, yes. to refresh themselves, but still give them the daytime buzz that they crave. I might have to start to partake in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that, so so that, that's the way I envisioned it. It's um, like a guilt-free cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I also figured out the calories are less than eighty calories. So it creeps up on you. It, I'm going to say that it does. I've been sipping it here. I'm not going to say, and I don't mean to fan anybody but i'm not the biggest fan of this one i'm not the biggest fan of the the i don't know it's just the flavors together like you said it's very earthy um i'm not gonna say i'm gonna keep drinking this after this one i i am enjoying it but it is yeah. creeping up on me i feel like it already like what what have i been drinking yeah like it's 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 there like you it's almost good. you you almost don't taste the alcohol no like, you, i don't no. taste the alcohol at all yeah so it, it's more of that water. I, I, I taste the mint. If you're used to drinking um, like cucumber, lime yeah, water. Yeah, no, I'm not. See, that's yeah, the See, point. I yeah. am. So like I, I drink it a lot because, uh, you know, obviously Gatorades and stuff like that are bad for you. So I like to I like to put that in there. So it, it gives me a little bit of flavor. It also helps me drink water because I suck at drinking water. I actually- Many people yeah, I don't, struggle. But yeah. when I have that little bit of flavor, it actually like allows me to keep yeah. drinking. So I'm actually very used to the, the, this type of flavor and stuff. So um, I can get, I, I knew when making this, that there, it was not going to be something for everybody. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot it's of people who are into this that. kind it's of thing. It's not bad. Yeah, it's it's really not bad. I'm not saying it's that just I'm well not made. It's just it. not your cup of tea. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah, and I understand yeah. it. And it's it's similar to me as well. Now I have, I have a lot more experience drinking uh, similar type of uh, waters and flavored things like that, and it's fine. But Dave is right. This does have an extreme balance to it. Um, a lot of mint and lime. F- um, aroma and flavor, yeah. And you don't you get a touch of the sake on top when you start to drink it, and um, it just has a great little refreshing balance to it. I mean, there's really, you know, it's 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 um, it's I think it's a perfect cocktail for this movie that we've, been, that we've had here. It's definitely one of the most refreshing. Yeah, like 
it's one of those ones that if I did enjoy this, I could see myself drinking a lot of it. Whereas the ones that we we have made before, a lot of them have been so super sweet. Yeah. That I, oh, yeah. even though I've enjoyed that one drink, I, I wouldn't order it again because it's just been so sweet. This one's not like that. It is a refreshing drink. Yeah. You can make so, out with a girl after drinking this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, it, it really does taste like, like you could have more if you really enjoyed it. Right. And and th- there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I could drink this all. Yeah, day. exactly. I, I, it's just not my cup of tea. It's a it's a it gives you a, a little bit of a buzz, but it definitely doesn't make your head swim or anything crazy no. like that. It, yeah, it's just it, it's just a nice even keel. It's balanced. Hence, hence the balance. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I also poured all of you, uh, well, both of you. I say all of you as if Mark was here. God rest him. You know, he just couldn't <laughs> get <to> out. <laughs> so uh, you guys are gonna do a shot of sake. Now this was meant to be done before we started drinking the cocktails, but we we sat here for a while. So I envisioned it that you would pour the sake, drink that, and then drink this cocktail along with it. So here's to you guys. Cheers. Now, Rob, are you a sake fan at all? No. No. Okay. No. So that's that's I'm, another reason why yeah, you might not like I'm it. I'm not a huge fan either. Oh, I um, love sake. But it's not that bad. It's not it, it's just not my cup of tea. I mean I'm not a huge white wine fan and it has no, elements of wine. that as well. Yeah. But um, I can taste the wine. I can taste the uh, like almost champagne in there. And yeah. Like when I've gone to. But for me, it was always like, well, it's just too a little too easy to drink. Right. <laughs> it does, for me. It does go down smooth. <laughs> it I really does. That. Like compared to like a shot of of some other liquor. I'm like. Yeah. Coming I, from a bourbon it, guy. When you I know, took it, I went to yeah. like. I was like automatically starting like, to cringe. You guys saw it. Here's you probably my- saw my start cringe. And then I was like. Oh, that wasn't that it's bad. Not bad. All right, guys, let's head over. Let's start breaking down the film, not scene by scene, but let's 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 go through the film. Let's discuss some of our favorite parts and 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 some of the reasons why this film has resonated for so many years. I'm being your goddamn slave is what I'm being, man. Now we made a deal here. So? So? So you're supposed to teach and I'm supposed to learn, remember? For four days, I've been busting my ass. I haven't learned a goddamn thing. Uh, you learned plenty. I learned plenty. I learned how to sand your decks, maybe. I wash your car, paint your house, paint your fence. I learned plenty, right? Uh, not everything is as seen. Oh, bullshit. I'm going home, man. Daniel-san. Daniel-san. Show me wax on, wax off. Catch! 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 So Daniel LaRusso and his mother from Newark, no, from, uh, yeah, it was Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, Newark. Move across country to California so his mother can have a job in computers. (laughs) She moves all the way to the other end of the country and then ends up working... Near Silicon Valley on computers, which was a booming business at, the time, at this time. It's a time. big thing. Yeah. Bill Gates is in his garage right now working. Yeah. She was getting in on the ground <laughs> yeah. floor of something that was going to. He she, saw the future. She, she probably the had stock in Apple and yeah. Microsoft, which is yeah. why if you watch. No, Cobra no. Kai, what, was the, what was the name of the company, though? Oh, I, who knows? They never said. It, no, they do say it. I, I read cares? an article about it. Uh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? No, because because it goes bankrupt. And that's why she's working in the restaurant. Yes, exactly. Shit. The story is I read it on an online article. The story is that she moves all, she moves him and her all the way out to California to work for the company. Okay, she gets out there. The company goes bankrupt within her being there only a few weeks or something like that. And she ends up one day going for lunch at this restaurant and the waitress in the restaurant, the story goes, the waitress in the restaurant had just quit and was walking out of the, the restaurant. And she's like, I can work 
and they brought her in, and that's why she was a, a hostess at the restaurant. And that's why that scene you see, sense. that's where she's working at that restaurant that's across right. the road. And that explains why she never afforded a better car than exactly. the one that they had. Exactly. To- she's working at a restaurant. She's she's dragged him all the way to the other side of the country, and she's working in a restaurant. She could have right. done that in Newark, but to, she's doing it in California. To, to, to sell you on the fact that Daniel is poor Italian trash <laughs> from North New Jersey, is every time they stop, they show the scene where they have to push the car put it in gear yes. to get it going and it's it's a it's a little ritual for for these two Pop as a family Danny. yeah where they're like we did it yeah everyone cheers oh, and they get in the but car they do and it start in what, arizona yeah. from the the motel there and in front of the house on the date on the date on with ali yeah. so. <laughs> uh and then Daniel, oh, even in front of the parents too yeah, yeah in front of the parents too when they're picking them up from the uh. date right so daniel does not want to live in california however he he's gonna make the best of it he makes a friend in the apartment complex that him and his mom have moved to and he takes him to a party at a beach where he uh runs afoul of johnny lawrence because Danny couldn't keep his fucking eyes in his head and couldn't stay away from Allie long enough. I don't blame him. <laughs> you were a big Elizabeth Shue fan? I was a big Elizabeth Shue Elizabeth fan. Elizabeth Shue was, I feel like, everybody's girlfriend in the 1980s. Like That's, That smile, man. It's just something about it. It was the hair, too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, just that, that like that, that was California that girl. Yeah, just like yeah, the blonde. Oh yeah, yeah. just the blonde. Crystal. She doesn't do it for me, but I can see how others are. You know, and apparently she likes short, skinny guys because she was exactly, and that's why I saw myself. <laughs> Yeah, because she was she was also the the girlfriend. Uh, she played soccer like me. Like oh, she was know. also the girlfriend in in Back to the Future as well. Yes. So, so Jennifer. She, yeah, that you know she just has a thing for like short skinny guys. And one of the things about Ralph Macchio uh, in this film is he's playing a sixteen year old kid, but it, while filming it, he was twenty two years old. And no- wait, wait, let's repeat that. He was twenty two. So he's believable. I can't. He looks believe like it. so. That's the I thing. Know. People on set were like he. Like when people asked him how old he was, because it's a big thing in Hollywood that that you are older than than what you're playing. If you're playing a sixteen year old, you're actually in your mid twenties, unless it's Greece, in which case you're pushing forty. <laughs> uh, but you know, and people on set were asking him how old he was, and they were like, and he wouldn't even say twenty two. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're fucking lying. Like, there's no way this kid's 22. But that that's what a 22-year-old man looks like, apparently, when you have a pituitary problem, <laughs> which I'm assuming Ralph Macchio has. Because even when I see him now, and he's in his 50s, I'm still like... He still looks younger. He yeah. still looks like he's, like, in his late 30s. But when you see Billy Zapka today, you're like, oh, you look every oh, inch. Oh, yeah, you look... You look old. every inch of yeah. 50. <laughs> like, no, but he also <laughs> looks... The, we we saw that everybody, if you look it up on YouTube, there's, like, a bunch of it. And Cobra Kai probably shows it now, too. He looks, I guess the word I'm going to look is, he looks natural, like he's grown old. Ralph looks like he had work It's a little awkward, a little awkward looking. He looks, he looks But some some baby face kids do grow into an awkward older look. just looks I have seen that at times, at times. So it's at the beach that he meets Johnny Lawrence. And I, I love this fight because- you know what? I got to give it to Johnny Lawrence. He showed a little bit of restraint here, right? Like when Danny's trying to attack him, he's tripping him. He's not hitting him. And then Danny keeps getting up. and He's like, you know what? Yeah, he's yeah. mostly just being a dick to Allie. Right. Not so much him, per right. se. Yeah. Roundhouse kick to the gut. You're going down. And then Danny sucker, sucker punches him. him. Fucking classic was, North New Jersey move, like, man. Throw, yeah. throw some Sandy's face at the same time. <laughs> that's what, you know? That's what little Italian guys do. Yeah. Like we just like we just chuck shit in people's faces and we're just like, yeah, you're gonna come at us, and then we run away. 
or we or we try to bull rush them, which is exactly what Danny tries to do, yep. and 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 gets knocked out for it. And I love the fact that like his new friend from the apartment complex is like helping oh, yeah. him up, and and his friendly bails on him, and his and his friends friends. No, the, the friend from the apartment complex doesn't bail on him, but but the new friends that he just made from his friend from the apartment complex are just like, where'd you find this loser? Yeah. <laughs> Like, way to go, guys! Like yeah, you spent the whole afternoon playing soccer together. And I didn't see. Dump him I didn't see any of you guys stepping yeah. in to fucking take on Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, you pieces exactly. of shit. That pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, fuck these guys. Yeah, if anything, that should you should like be a hero now that you like stood up to this guy. I know that you just got knocked out by like oh, that guy's a big dick, man. Good yeah, for you. Good yeah, for exactly. you. Hey, good for hey, you, well, Danny. Let's be friends. So now Danny has made Johnny Lawrence's list. <laughs> He is going to be his his, his wanton destructor the entire time throughout this film. And Danny, uh, you know, like any other it- young Italian-American man would do, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to go learn karate. So he takes... Now, now it, it kind of implies... That he'd taken karate at the Y. He says it. He says he took yeah, he, yeah, he took confirmed. it for a couple months at the Y. Yeah. yeah. So, so and, and and he says it to the to the friend he meets in the apartment complex. Yeah, I know I know a little bit of karate. He says like, it to my to Miyagi. Yeah. He tells Miyagi that, yeah. that that he took a couple months at the Y. Yeah. So so he he is somewhat familiar with karate, but let's face it, if if you got Mr. Miyagi who was raised in it and grew yeah. up with it and and was this is is a karate master, hearing someone say, Yeah, I took a couple classes at the Y, yeah. I'd be like, You know nothing. Yeah, you- <laughs> Let me show you a deck out back. I'm going to show but, you what karate really but one is. One of the things I, I did notice as well is that when you see that beach scene, the way he's kind of holding his hands, he's kind of holding him to the side. You can't see, obviously, what I'm he's doing right now. He's got a fist up by no, his but ear. Got, but, but he's uh, he's also got his elbows up and he's kind of got right. his hands to the side. Leaving himself Yet wide when open. You, <laughs> when you see later on... In the movie, Miyagi, he's very much like- He brings them in. He brings them in. Right. The hands are upright. They're not to the side. The, the elbows are down. It it does very really does show a very a, different- A guarded stance. In, in the two sort of, even if he did have a couple of lessons at the right. Y, maybe that was a completely different- The difference between Tiger yeah. Shulman's karate and yeah. an actual dojo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, right, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so he, he starts having a rough time at school. Because of this, uh, but he he eventually gets his in with Allie. He goes on his date with her and stuff like that. But before that, he did get run off the road by Johnny Lawrence. Right when he's riding his bike, yes. and Johnny Lawrence shows yes. up with down his, the hill with his motorcycle, throws him down the hill and stuff like that. But he finally gets his date with Allie, and he he almost trashes his own date, which I feel like is like that's what I would do. Like I I'm a self fulfilling prophecy all the time. So at the end of it, when he's like getting it, that must have been a, an awkward ride home. Yeah. It must when have- he's getting in the car and he the, the Allie gets in in the middle. Well, her friends are there. Mom. They're driving a nice car. He's with yeah. his mom. He doesn't drive his own yeah. car. You know, she's got this fucking jalopy that they need to push down a hill to get yeah. started and stuff like that. Allie lives in the nice side of town. He lives in a shitty apartment complex downtown. So it's it's you can see where he would have a bit of a complex about it. How However, are they all going to the same school? I that's I wondered the same thing. I mean, maybe schools I mean, just just pulled from a larger area back then. Yeah, there was less. Got, you got to choose where you wanted to go. Maybe there was just I less mean, kids. I don't know, or yeah. maybe just less kids in school because it was yeah. the 1980s. So <laughs> maybe less kids were in school. Yeah. Um, you got to pick where you want to go. Hey, I want to go there. <laughs> but. 
I mean, throughout this, while I, I'm not crazy about the stuff that goes on with Aoi, because I think that's just more getting into Ralph Macchio and or, or Danny's character and just showing you that he does have this chip on his shoulder. It's all the scenes with Pat Morita with, with Miyagi that are absolutely fantastic. Oh, gold. Because the gold. first time he meets him, right, when, he, when he's, he's telling him about the leaky sink and stuff like that, and he's like, I'll get to it later. And he's yeah. like, well, when? When? When I get to it, <laughs> you know, and he's, <laughs> he's trying to capture the fly with his chopsticks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, beginner luck. You're right. He's yeah. just immediately stoic and stuff. And you can yeah. see, like, you know, as a kid with an older person, when they are that stoic, you don't want to like well, you bother a, them too much. You know, you don't want to get involved yeah. with them because they they seem scary to you. Now, it's here's something I did want to ask, and this is something that always kind of I, I wasn't fully understanding. So Miyagi's job is he's the handyman at this apartment complex. However, he lives in this oil field slash no, he Japanese li- garden home. So the Japanese garden home that he has, I believe, is is it, like he does have a home. And I never understood the geography either because I wasn't sure whether Miyagi's home was well, next I, and to can the- he, can was he next- ride? He, obviously, he can ride there on his bike. So right. how much of a distance is this place? He's I mean, a karate master. Well, I, I, He's got stamina for days. <laughs> Pretty much confirmed that he had a second home. Yeah, he has a I home. I mean, so it's, he lives at the apartment complex probably during the week. and Maybe he owns stay. the apartment complex. No one, you not, don't really know. It's that a possibility. That's, you know, maybe I, that's why he was able to afford those five vintage cars. You know, I mean, sense. I don't know. I mean, but either way, like certainly a man of means. <laughs> but, e- but either either way, I think at, at that time, it's, it's a different time period. You know, like maybe they had like a maintenance guy live on site during the days, and then on the weekends he went home. You know, or something no, like that. No, that was just his office. That was. That but was it really was. He did bonsai like in his office. office. I mean, you do bonsai wherever, get, man. Yeah. Back then, come on, man. Not I, even I, back I, then. Just that's just yeah. Miyagi. You just do bonsai <laughs> wherever. <laughs> Bonsai, I bonsai at work. All yeah, the time. you know you can you know, in between calls. Hey, hey. fan too much of you. Just wait. I'm just if they snipping some bonsai. Put, put it on your desk, and <laughs> yeah. if they ever come to you, just be like, "Are you are, are like are you trying to yeah. infringe on my on my religious right beliefs?" And, then, yeah. and they'll be like, "Well, yeah, you can't do that." And be like, "Look, man, I am Shinto. I yeah. need to do this to center myself. Yeah. Where, to where's balance. my union rep right now? Because I need my bonsai." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway they I like it uh, but he's this stoic character that Danny has to like break into and it's only through Danny's pretty much self-pity and stuff like that for himself and his, and him hanging himself hanging his head down and stuff like that 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 catches the the attention of Miyagi uh and so much so that when he you know when he needs you know Miyagi he's taking pity on him really you know here's a, here's this kid he's a fish out of water and stuff like that which obviously Miyagi feels like that himself being yeah. from Okinawa well, Miyagi knows nobody does, right. I mean maybe he's only just recently Moved into this complex or something. I don't know if that's the case, but he's. We know from the second one that he's been in America since the 1940s. Yeah. So, uh, but but he's he's clearly a loner himself, and he's and there. I, I would say that like knowing what we know about Miyagi throughout the later movies, maybe there's a bit of him that that doesn't regret, but you know missed that that level of human companionship and stuff like that and doesn't want to see Danny going down a similar path so he so he takes him under his wing and just kind of shows him bonsai right because this is a way to center yourself this is a way to deal with all that fucking pent up Italian rage that you got because <laughs> goddamn you hot blooded Italians that's <laughs> that's all we got is <laughs> is just we got we got two modes where we're, we're extremely happy or we're just fucking pissed off and that's that's all we can do <laughs> and Danny very much shows that <laughs> in throughout this entire movie uh, but it's when he goes to the dance that he he gets the shower costume and he he 
he puts the he dumps the water on uh Johnny as Johnny's rolling a J, man. Now now this is all weird about the whole timeline of this. Like we we saw like this really weird YouTube video that if you look it up, it's like that they're basically saying that uh Daniel LaRusso Danny was the, the actual aggressor. bully. He's the He's aggressor. The bully. Yeah. Now one of the lines, and they actually show it. One of the lines is that I am he he uh, Johnny basically saying I'm no longer gonna be a degenerate. I'm not gonna be a degenerate. He's an ex degenerate. Hey man, I'm an ex degenerate. Yeah, because yeah. I'm gonna senior, be up at eight a.m. tomorrow. It's a senior year, you know, basically that. So, but then what by because if it's a school year, that must have been the end of the summer. Come October, he's rolling a joint in the bathroom. I mean, hey, man. obviously he was still a degenerate. Smoking a J does not make you a degenerate, man. It just means you're a kid who knows how to have yeah. a good time. You know? I mean, at the time, everybody was smoking Look, in bathrooms anyway. Maybe if Danny let him spark that J up, he wouldn't have chased him down and beat the shit out of him. He might have mellowed out, sure. even yeah, killed. That, would, that could that have been the moment where him and Danny he, became that was over a very there, aggressive move that, that happened in that, though. That was very aggressive. I mean, uh, yeah. there was... Uh, who and he even made that comment happened. when he ran out and he said it to Allie. He was like... Look, I just got it going. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, look, that's that's the no- tide was turning, right? He said something like that, like the tide's turning, and now yeah. him started. dumping the water on Johnny was no different than him sucker punching Johnny at the beach, yeah. right? It's him taking his shot when he can get it because he because mm-hmm. he can't do it any other way. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that prompts Johnny and all the rest of the Cobra Kai kids to yeah, go well, chasing him down. Yeah, well, that's where it gets down. a little bit like he 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 gets it, and then it shows the bully. Danny causes a yeah. four car pile up running out. Oh of yeah, the that part's weird. <laughs> was just like I like, forgot about that. That was, was just like. Like all the cars crashing, he's like jumping over the like the the front bonnet. I, I what are you guys call it again? The hood, the hood, yeah, the hood, the bumper. Yeah, he jumps yeah. over the bumper and yeah. stuff like that, and runs away, and they, they get into a car accident. He's running along the fence, and the Cobra Kai kids trap him. They beat the living shit out of him, and then- so, so he can't live too far away from that school. Then. No, no, that's the whole point. I it's mean- just the tracks, man. He's just yeah. on the other side of the tracks. It's not too far from where the rich people live, but it's just huh? on the other side of the tracks. It's, yeah. uh, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> or as old as America. I mean, in America, especially in the 80s trains, and 90s, really. Rob. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's, 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 it's a tale as old as trains. <laughs> kids, kids rode their bikes everywhere. I was one of those kids. Trains. You were too, probably, right, Dave? What, what, uh, I, I was a what? I was a, a kid? Bike? No, did you ride your bike around town, like all over the place? Yeah. Oh, I remember as a kid. Oh, really? In Australia, I rode my oh, bike I, everywhere. I did everywhere. Everywhere. My like, son can't even leave my front driveway. Like, I, and he's, I mean, he's only seven, don't get me wrong, but- I remember when I was young, I was riding a bike. Everywhere. Jay, I grew up in the age of BMX bikes where everything was extreme. Hence why I rode a bike. And I had a ten, <laughs> and I had a 10-speed huppy. <laughs> so I was not a cool kid. And kids didn't want to ride their bikes with me because I was dri- I was riding this giant mountain bike yeah. where I was like well, high up. Oh, it wasn't really a huffy. I think it was a Schwinn, but whatever. I was high up above everybody else, and they're all in their fat boys, you know, and they're and their mongooses, and I'm and I'm there on yeah, my the mongoose. I had a harrow. All right. See, see, Woo! you you were a cool kid, right? <laughs> but no, I, I I had the mountain bike. You know, we're going uphill, and my friends yeah. are just pumping, and I'm just like, hold on, guys, let me change gears. <laughs> Yeah, now, I did. I You're did, in granny gear, just spinning. If we're talking about this, I do remember having a BMX, BMX as a kid, and well, of course, I remember I was because like, you saw BMX bandits absolutely. in Australia, Nicole Kidman. I mean, but I remember I used to like skid on the back tire of that thing so much that I like oh, worn yeah. the rubber down. You can to, actually do that better on a mountain bike. I know, I but but I remember one day my father looking at my bike, going, "Where is the tread on that back tire?" 
And you're like, whoop my ass. Pretty much the, the equivalent, the equivalent had- of when you live with your parents and you drive a car and your dad, oh, yeah. there's dead silence and you're watching TV and your dad looks at you and goes, when was the last time you had your oil changed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, back tire, my back tire was like, there was not a single piece of tread on there. Cause and looking back on it, you know everywhere. how much they cost. You I was know? Like doing that everywhere. I'd be like just in the middle of the street. Shh. Okay, yeah. move on. I remember, like, I remember, like, a mongoose was like, uh, like, uh, like almost two hundred and fifty dollars or something like that for like this one mongoose that I wanted, and like by today's standards, that's actually close to like three hundred and fifty dollars. Like, so oh, more than that, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, you know, I was ah, I always wanted the cool bikes, but I never had the cool bike. Uh, so no, Jay, I I don't have fond memories of riding bikes with my mm. friends. I have fond memories of my friends being just like, "Where's your basket on the front?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, I, I got made fun of a lot. So Miyagi rescues Daniel Reluso, who's kind of knocked out. He takes him back to the apartment complex, and he uh, and, and he, he—that's a weird situation. Yeah, he fixes him up and stuff like that. And He's when he comes out, he takes him back. Hey, I'm going to take you to back to my room. You know, who no. knows what happened while he was out? Well, he's Japanese. He's not a ca- he's not a Catholic priest. So, uh, so he, he takes it back. And I remember, like, uh, what, what is Danny calls him Spider Man? Like, he's yes. just like, where's Spider Man, yes. the guy Spider-Man, who rescued yeah. me? You know, uh, now and, and that's funny because in like what three or four minutes earlier in the scene, you'd seen Spider Man in the bathroom, right? So that was my first thought when I saw that again. Yeah, he thought was, that was the was kid like, that rescued that was, him. Was, yeah, he thought that was the kid. Because he jumped over the fence yeah. and just fucking kung fu'd the shit out of these kids yeah. or karate'd them. Uh, and, but that's the thing. I was like, that's Miyagi's response to this. It's like, get a bunch of 16-year-old kids ragging on another 16-year-old kid. I'm going to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> it's just like, maybe in the 1980s, that shit flew. Yeah. But by today's standards, Miyagi would be locked up yeah. like no other. He would be he would be an absolute you know yeah. monster for beating up on these He'd kids. Be on so- Social media everywhere saying, stay away from this guy. Oh, yeah. He beats up teenagers. (laughs) So, uh, uh, it's at this point that- takes teenagers to his dungeon room. That Danny starts starts figuring out about Miyagi. And this is one of the coolest parts of the film for me when he's in there. And, and, you know, he's, he learned about the bonsai trees already, but he's now seeing the Congressional Medal of Honor sitting there because- Is that now? Uh, that's not until later. It's it's a little bit. That's later. not until later. I'm, I'm skipping that's ahead. When, that, but that's when he gets drunk. Yeah. So so, but he sees the Congressional Medal of Honor there. Well, when he gives like a, a what? How old? Do you, how old is he supposed to be in this movie? Who Miyagi? No, um, Daniel. Daniel. He's 16. Okay, so later on we see Miyagi playing him with alcohol as well, right? Yes. 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 So yeah, okay. So I'm just 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 <laughs> filling in the gaps here. So, uh, but he so he sees the Congressional Medal of Honor and he starts asking him about it. And Miyagi mentions that that he comes from from Okinawa. And he and like you pointed out, Rob, he mentions Okinawa as his country, as his country, yeah, not Japan. Yeah, he doesn't even mention the name Japan. In Okinawa there at all. is his country because he talks in there separate about how, island, separate. He talks about how karate comes from China and stuff yeah. like that. But he there's never a mention of Japan anywhere never. in that whole conversation. No, he only Mentions Okinawa, which yeah. uh, is is something that's like uh, that's like very very true about it Okinawa. Okinawa the, is a different, almost a different the film. And that's there, the research of the film. It really does. It adds sure. to that research where you're like, okay, yeah. now I'm believing this a lot more because but he, that's a that's a real thing. But he also mentions that he was part of the 442nd, yes. uh, you know, uh, division in the army, the United States Army, which was a true division that existed. It was made up of Japanese Americans and they were the most highest decorated war uh, veterans in 
the in the European theater. So, and they all did live in Japanese internment camps, and then were eventually released and put into service and stuff like that. And it, it's it, it's truly like a kind of like an amazing story. But so why do you there think were they several Congressional Medal of Honors that were delivered to people there? I don't know whether they did it out of realism, but also to sell the type of person that Miyagi, Miyagi is. is. Yeah, right? that's what I thought. Because so. here's a man who's holding a Congressional Medal of Honor, but he doesn't talk about it. Right. Yeah. He he, do, he doesn't he doesn't bring it up. It's yeah. not. Whereas it, you look at the other picture of um, it's proudly displayed. Crease is that his name? Crease. Right. When he goes and he's his got the green beret pictures. He's a green beret right. pictures. He's got the one of the shaking pictures hands even shows with his, his, with politicians. Yeah, exactly. And all this stuff. Right. So it does show the difference between the right. two. But he's put sensei's. it he's put it in his dojo to show everybody yes. who he is. Where Miyagi hides it in his office where he works for a rinky dink freaking apartment complex, and he's only displaying it for himself. Yeah. And that goes. Well, it's back- actually even in his home, cause, right? Because it's in his home in when his he home. gets drunk. Yeah, but th- that goes back to what he was telling Daniel earlier on about the bonsai tree, where he's like, you know, picture it, you know, like, and and, and it's like, I don't know if it's the right picture. It's like if it comes from you, it's the right picture. So that's that's what Miyagi does for himself. He just centers these. He centers himself around his memories, but he doesn't share it with anybody else yeah. until he meets Danny. And that's that, that that like these moments, the quiet moments with Miyagi are just it's just the heart and soul of the entire movie, yeah. and it's why Pat. Murray was nominated for best supporting actor for this film. He didn't, oh, yeah. he didn't win, but he was he was nominated for best supporting actor for this movie. And I think you know, looking at it, I I think you know that's a well deserved nomination, hundred percent. Oh, absolutely, I agree. Uh, now he talked with a Japanese accent throughout the entire movie. However, Pat Morita himself does not have a Japanese accent. Yes. He yeah. he speaks perfect English. It was actually hard for him to to do a Japanese accent. Um, probably why they gave him the nomination. Probably why they, they gave that, him a nomination. You know, maybe, but he or adds to it. He uh, you know, it, it, while it is authentic sounding, um, I, I did notice that they did like this Yoda type thing where he's almost speaking like broken. English, yeah. you know, and it's like, uh, like a like an Indian type thing as well, yeah. sort of like Yoda Indian, like yeah, just how me friend, right? But it sells you because as an audience that sells you on like the wise mentor, yeah. right? Like with 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 the benefits. So he starts training Danny because because of the bullying. It's and the stuff hero's like journey that. as well. I oh, mean, I, I this mean, is. this whole movie is the hero's journey. Joseph right. Campbell. It's the Rocky. I mean, it's 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 yeah. Rocky. It's the hero's I mean, journey. Even, I mean, it's the even, underdog I mean, story. Rocky as it's, well. Yeah, you like it's all they that. they have that that L a companion and all i mean the, the whole thing yeah so he starts training danny with what we talked about already the wax on wax off standing yeah. unconventional methods but teaching him the muscle memory and stuff like that and then we get the montage of of him training at the beach learning balance of him punching miyagi it, when miyagi's in the catcher's yeah, outfit like and stuff like that little rocky dances and i around. love that because like he starts moving and he yeah. starts talking and he gets chatty and miyagi without warning just, just like gets yeah. him down yeah. and takes him down on the ground yeah. and talk too much yeah. <laughs> and he brings his focus back in yeah. so it's like that that moment where like you see the discipline of it the the same level of discipline that maybe you would think crease is showing his guys although he takes it too far yeah uh but you know there is discipline to daniel's training as well and you know they they wind up challenging the cobra kai to a match and in the interim danny should be left alone by cobra kai and that's what chris says like everyone's gonna leave him alone yeah, until the prima donna shows up to the tournament yeah. and i love that danny like immediately takes that as just like a all right it's I can, a free fall yeah i could get into their face now yeah. right shit that they, they can can't do, do now yeah because he can't fight his italian heritage enough just to shut <laughs> his fucking mouth 
And he can start trying to mack it with uh, Ali with, with an Ali eye. Freely. And that's when, they, <laughs> that's when they go on the date and all that stuff. And yeah. we, you know, we, we come to the tournament now. Uh, I know I'm jumping well, wait, around. Wait, wait, wait. Film, let's, before we get to the tournament, let's talk about like that awkward, like, uh, it's not even the, it's after the date. It's like when he goes back to this golf and more, whatever it's called. And he's like, don't shoot me. Uh, you got me. And then he's like, Pull, her friend like stands up for her and then basically he pulls her out of there and then they have that awkward kiss yes. out the front of so like awkward. the slide so or I said like the 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 romance in this is it's not good it's not it, so it, well. it was an awkward kiss and that's like the only kiss you see in the movie right. yeah at least so at, awkward at least with rocky like it was it was two two people with you know that, that that fit together because yeah. of their awkwardness. Yes. With this, it is a completely well. Like she's like this like social butterfly. Right. Sure. It's, it's a completely well adjusted teenager and a a guy I, from New I, Jersey, I, a, a hormone <laughs> raging monster. Yeah. That that and, Daniel and who knows? Orso and it's is. hard to say exactly if it was the actors trying to be the oh, actors he like he was trying to suck off her face. Or <laughs> you're right. You're right. Or they just didn't have chemistry. I, th- that kiss didn't look like they had the chemistry. They, or he wanted her and she didn't want him. Yeah. Something like that. I, I, don't mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I guess nobody will ever talk about that. But I know. I know it, what you're saying, though. I kind of noticed that. She awkward. dated Johnny Lawrence. He's you know he's 120 pounds of of just of of, of muscle and athleticism. He's you know he's thin. He's spry for his age and everything like that. And then you get now she's dating Daniel Russo. Yeah. He's 90 pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> she he, fought for him though. He looks like he's 12 years old. <laughs> you know, like maybe at that moment she was like, "Do I want to be doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, do I, is this what I want?" And that, and and you kind of get that at the beginning, like when she's like, "How do you do that?" Where she's he's like yeah. teaching her to bounce the the soccer ball, and then all of a sudden she just like. I don't give a shit anymore. She just kicks the ball away. She's ball away. No, no, he catches it and then uh, and then he drops it. And yeah, no, but away. then she just kicks it away. Yeah, I mean, like, because it was her, like I'm done with you. Because it was her icebreaker. It doesn't yeah. matter, man. She she got in. You know, he <laughs> got in. Got to be together. Yeah. No, they weren't because she's 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 <laughs> yeah. nowhere to be seen in the second film. So no, no, no. <laughs> they were not destined to that's be. That's true. Together. Yeah, he's uh, got a new love interest in the second film. So after his training, that's when they show up to the tournament and everything like that. And I do love this moment when he's just like when when the when the guy signing him up is like, well, what belt is he? This is yeah. for brown belts no belt. and black belts. And he's and he's just like belt, um, black belt. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what? Because like. But then there's the awkward. I noticed this as well as well. When he he Danny walks away, he awkwardly puts his hands out. It's almost like he's groping <laughs> Allie to get her to stop. Right. Like, how often has Allie met Mr. Miyagi? Probably this is the first time. First time. And he's like putting his hand out there saying, Hey, let me touch you right now so <laughs> that I can get you to stop, so I can give you this belt. I'm like, again, it's the awkwardness of Miyagi, I guess. I don't know, but And the father in you. Yeah, 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 I'm you, like, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't let anybody touch my daughter that way. <laughs> so, uh, I th- this shout is, out to Daughter's Day, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is something that like is it's not like a close guarded secret, but like y- you find out pretty quickly if you do martial arts, belts are bullshit. 
Yeah. Belts are something that keep you paying Tiger Shulmans and stuff like that long enough so that you can you can make it and stuff like that. Oh, I've learned that with my kids with karate. You can, now you they, can progress people through but belts. But it helps as, them because they keep focused on right. something. So oh, it's not total I think bullshit, that's really it what helps, it's for. Yeah. It helps the kids right. focus on something. Oh, what am I going for next? Achievement. Right. Yeah. The dojo yeah. decides when, when, you know, when someone's ready to move up in belts and stuff like that. And it's when they've made four payments of $29.99. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like you have, to, you have to have done 16 lessons. Yes. That's what it was. That's my, what it was. My, my kids lessons, have their, their white so. belt. And, you get and the, they've been told to go for the now, next lesson. They have to do 16 lessons. Do your kids get what Logan gets? Because Logan gets a worksheet that she gets every every class that she has to bring home to me. We and have, we have well, to yeah. we have to train. So we have those as well. And then too. my son got a booklet that has like a lot of different other ones. But that's more like he gets like patches, almost like a Boy Scout. Okay. If he if he completes different ones, he gets different patches that yeah. he can put onto his uniform and stuff like that. Because I got kicked in and the I face. I like it. I <laughs> because- like it, to tell you the truth, because of the discipline and, and what they are teaching the kids. Right. And I had my hands up and 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 Logan was doing kicks. And that's when I learned my kid might need glasses because she has no depth perception because <laughs> I caught one right to the kisser. Like, and she was like, oh, are you OK? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> she, I think she my daughter just me. likes to just use it all the time. Like, yeah. She'll be standing in the living room. She'll be dancing. And the next minute she'll just go into that God stance and she'll be ready to kick your ass. Yeah. And she's five. <laughs> And sometimes I'm scared of her. <laughs> She'll go straight into that guard because stance she's- and, and she has that look on her face like, I could kick your ass right now, yeah, because, you, but I'm going to hold back. You're at perfect yeah, ball. Perfect. She, she's oh, at yeah. the right height. You're exactly. at the right height. She's at perfect ball punching oh, yeah, height. That's, that's, and she knows, I know where to kick right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. And I'm like, that's I'm okay my purse. That's- I'm okay with that. <laughs> that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's been a couple of times where I've said, "Don't kick daddy in the mummy daddy button." So they, I've said it. <laughs> so, so so they go into the tournament, and I actually love this shot where they go into the tournament for the first time, and they're doing this sweeping panning shot around like the entire tournament floor. They're showing all the fights that are going on. Uh, you were informing me that the referee for the for the fighting tournament was not only a, a known karate like master in and around the LA yeah. area he also trained under Chuck Norris and well, was, he was the he fight was the, choreographer in the no, movie that, he was the the referee was the original crease yeah and we just watched that on that little deep you can see that on a, um, a YouTube video he was the original crease that Johnny trained with before they actually right. got the crease yeah um and also, I well, read you mean online, Billy Zapka trained? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone trained with him in the yeah. film because he was the fight choreographer. Yeah. But also, he is the only one, apart from obviously the the couple of lead characters, uh, you know, Danny and Johnny and stuff like that. He's the only character that got his own uh, action figure out of this. So you can actually, I mean, it's got to be rare right. now, but you can actually go out there. And, and you if can you're get toy the like that, that's you can get the money. referee toy well, action that's figure. so you can put up your diorama oh, exactly. of the crane yeah. kick and Johnny and and the referee there. And, and you were saying something like it took something like 30 35. Something, 35 shots to take. It, it, you know, doing that one take is something that, like, filmmakers do because it's something you, you don't consciously notice, but it, it's something that's, like, appreciated when it's done. And, they and do done it well. Yeah, and done well. And they well, do that it one, well the, the shot in this movie, you can see... That it's one shot. You can almost see that that was a camera on a dolly that had this huge, yep. big, like, railing that I had to go up with and stuff like that. Yep. You can see it because you don't see it come back down again the other side right. or anything. And like if that. any extra doesn't hit their mark or if, if Daniel yep. or, or, or if, if, uh, if they're a little bit late walking in or walking out or right. if Ralph Macchio or Pat Morita forget their lines or anything like that. 
All right. Back set it, everyone back to your positions. We're going to yep. start from the beginning. 35 times. Took an entire, I'm sure, more than one day. <laughs> so Danny Danny enters the tournament. Uh, he goes and fights He goes and fights one of uh, Kreese's you know, underlings, one, one of Johnny's little underlings, one of one of his little cronies, and Kreese gives him the order to, to take him out, you know? So do you think out of this, you're calling him a crony? A crony. Yeah, he's so a do you crony. think Johnny is the leader here then? Is that what you're thinking? Is is I, I mean, he's the best in the in the dojo. He's definitely the golden child of the dojo. But do you think yeah. he's like everybody else is his crony? Well, then, he's the or? defending champ. He's the defending champ. He's the as defending well. champ. So yeah. he's got a lot of respect. But I, I don't know. I just I I feel like everything's put onto him as the leader. But I, I know is it just because he's. I mean, you don't know the socioeconomic you know of I, the other of you, the other people, though. You know how he's, I know- he's obviously well to do because he's at the Johnny's not. No, he must be. No, he's- Johnny grew up poor. No, he's at that freaking that dinner. They explain it in the Cobra Kai TV show. His mother uh, dates rich men and stuff like that, but he grew up poor. He grew up without a father and stuff like that. You gotta watch the Cobra Kai okay. TV show. I gotta watch that because that because that gives you the opposite side okay. of the story where it's not. Is that what is that focus more on him? Then it's all about Johnny. Oh, okay, and okay. it's a very it. interesting story. I actually really like the Cobra Kai okay. TV series. So <laughs> I'm gonna subscribe to YouTube and find out. Yeah, do, do your one month subscription, yeah. free subscription. Cancel it before it's done. Watch the series. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, he gets Danny gets taken out by one of the cronies uh, by by an illegal kick to the knee, and Danny goes out, and he you know it, it's over for him as far as everyone else is concerned. And then Miyagi just does the magical <laughs> touching the boy, and then the music wells up. Oh, yeah. no, we, we were oh. talking about this when we watched it. It's which like reminds the you of the Rocky. Goes, yeah. yeah, is when the music starts. It's like it's not even just normal music. It's that sort of. Boom! Right. Of the music, and it's then the moment he claps, right? And and obviously the only thing Miyagi's doing by rubbing his hands together is generating friction, generating heat, and applying heat to a fresh to a fresh bruise, yeah. which is exactly what you should do. Twenty minutes of heat, twenty minutes of ice, <laughs> you know, until your swelling goes down. Uh, so he does exactly what you're supposed to do. He just does it in a very fanciful way, where everyone's like, very oh, Japanese way, very Japanese way, very yeah. very kung fu master, traditional. Like, traditional. I feel like that is what Yoda did to Luke Skywalker, yeah. and he's just like. <laughs> Deep bruise you have. <laughs> Warm it, I will. <laughs> so uh Danny feels good enough to go out there, but he's not hundred percent. Like he's clearly he's still hobbling, yeah. still 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 broken, can't even stand, but he's gonna take on Johnny. And and that that's why this movie is so memorable, right? That's why this is the underdog story. Oh, yeah. Because he, he he should have zero chance. He he's been trained in three months by 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 the karate master and stuff like that, but uh. he shouldn't really stand toe to toe with Johnny who's and, the defending champ and again he he and even we've pointed out Danny wins by using an illegal crane kick to the face yeah. <laughs> which was illegal which at the which two two moves before that he yeah. been denied uh, we have some they, questions uh, Johnny had been denied a, a hit in the face but Johnny two wasn't the hero of the story so he doesn't get the points yeah. <laughs> that's what it comes down to uh, and and you know he but he, the karate kick is cool uh, I mean, he does the, the, the crane, crane kick, kick and uh, Everyone's tried to do the crane kick and stuff like that. And, and I, I like they were talking about like uh, in commentaries and stuff like that and in interviews how like every time they would do it they would be like not enough water on Johnny's head so they have to dump more water on his head so when his head snapped back there was just the right amount of like sweat that was caused yeah. that was caught by like the slow mo and the screen capture and stuff like that so his head would Which snap back and they didn't use that go. take anyway they didn't even yeah, use that take see the long shot yeah. anyway yeah yeah they they actually took like multiple angles multiple yeah, takes they were talking of about this that. Yeah, kick like even uh, one- so 
so. They said even one where he was like on a ladder or something like that to to show the kick or something like right. that. Right. And I think it works better. So wide yeah. screenshot. So Danny winds up winning the tournament on this on on this illegal crane kick, as people have pointed out. Uh, and Johnny is the one that picks up the trophy and, and hands it to him. Yeah. In like a show right. of like good good faith, like hey man, you won it, man, you yeah. did it, and like there's like this show of like sportsmanship. They actually do bring that up in, in of, Cobra Kai. It so. kind of does look. It, it, it kind of reminds me of later though, like the relationship of and we kept talking about the the relationship of Rocky and Apollo. Absolutely, mm. think about that. Apollo, Absolutely. like later on, becomes his mentor, you becomes and best friend. Yeah, yeah best friend. You, you want to ring the bell? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you, you would expect Karate Kid 3 to end with a freeze frame of both of them yeah. kicking each other yeah. in the face. <laughs> uh, we we got to talk about the song before we, before we end yes. this. You're the best around. No one's ever going to keep you down. Uh, that song was actually not written for this movie. It was made for, ironically, Rocky 3. And they wound up going with Eye of the Tiger over this song. So here was this song that the studio is just like, well, what do we do with it? And they're like, we got that Karate Kid movie coming out. And they're like, ah, oh, play me the song. History repeats itself. Yeah, yeah, that's do that. Do that. Let's just use that song because we don't want to pay anybody else to do a new song. You know what? I mean, and we, we talked about this before we started recording. Would Rocky... I know it was Rocky Three. So here's what I want to know. But it would not be the same Rocky if it didn't have Eye of the Tiger. Here's what I want to know. I I seriously thought Eye of the Tiger, because I relate that song to Rocky so much, I seriously did think that Eye of the Tiger was in the first Rocky movie. I know it's not until Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Because I've since watched them. Because I have it on Blu-ray now, because I love Rocky. But- I seriously thought I the tiger. You are so American now. Oh no, I love Rocky. I love Rocky before <laughs> so, I came here. You're so I, again, now. we're gonna go to a totally off topic. When I flew here to the US and I knew that I was coming to New Jersey, the first thing that my wife, who wasn't my wife at the time, the first thing that we did was we went to Philly and I went on the Rocky Steps. That's all I wanted to see was the Rocky Steps. There was no Rocky statue at the time. There was the little footprints at the top of the Rocky Here's Steps. Here's something I wanted- I went and I climbed those Rocky Steps and I put my hands up in the air. Uh, that was day one of me being in the US. Wow. Here's, here's something that I want- That was the one. first thing I ever did. I want everybody- And then I went for a cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> here's something I want everyone to know about the Philadelphia Art Museum and the Steps. It's extremely easy to run up these steps. They're they're not steep. They're very they're they're, they're very small, and you can start at the bottom, and run up to the top, and with almost no issue as long as you are an able-bodied individual. Rocky did it by running from Kensington, yes, <laughs> from North Philly, he, he all the way to way, South yeah. Philly. He went close to five miles before he ran up those stairs. That's what makes it amazing, sir. But that was the first thing I had to do. First thing in the United States I ever did. I'd, I'd flown in maybe 10, 11 o'clock the night before. I went straight that next day to the Rocky Steps. That was the only thing I ever wanted to do. And my wife still talks about that as, as, as one of our stories, is that that was the only thing I ever wanted to do when I got to the US, love it. the Rocky Steps. I love it. And I did. And I've been there many, many, many times before and since, um, but just love that. That was, that was the only thing I wanted to do. I stood on the top there, and I put my hands up, and I think my wife even got a picture of it, but I was like, Wow, this is this is iconic, you know. Yeah, no, when it you, absolutely when you've is. Seen uh, Rocky, and we're totally off again, but not just Philly, but America. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
It's true. Anyway, moving on. So, so moving on. So, so this is it's also a very strange place for the film to end, right? Like, like, like Danny wins, and the film just kind of abrupt. It's it just well, you, ends well, with that that like profile shot of Miyagi, and that's it. Yeah, and 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 that's where it, that's where it ends. And you know, we'll we'll get into it in the next part and everything like that about why it ends there, but. Um, it, it just it just felt so abrupt, right? It felt like you know always it, it, with everything else, but that's the same way Rocky ended, right? Like yes. Rocky ends at the end of the fight. He screams, "Adrian!" Adrian comes in, he throws his yes. arm up, yeah. and everything it, like it that. It just like, ends without you knowing. Like the thing about Rocky that I loved was that the difference was he lost, and he still is celebrating like he won because he went the distance. He went the distance. Yes, he went the distance, and everything like that. But. I, I love that. And and I almost, obviously, I don't feel like they could have done that with the Karate Kid here, but like that was the difference in that movie where th- he had to win in this because- Ain't gonna be no rematch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it, it just, it just was like, ah, oh, just like you, like, you see him win and you're like, I, I, I believe that, you know, because, you know, you just, you see him. I didn't believe the handing of the trophy thing though. No, I, I did not like either. That. Uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. Watch Cobra Kai. We're I'm not going to get into movie. it. Yeah, not- <laughs> so, all right, let's head over and let's get into some of the behind the scenes stuff before we announce what our next movie cocktail category is and the films that we've selected for that. Hey, Karate Kid's a great movie. It's the story of a hopeful young karate enthusiast whose dreams and moxie take him all the way to the All-Valley Karate Championship. Of course, sadly, he loses in the final round of that nerd kid. But he learns an important lesson about gracefully accepting defeat. Wait, when you watch The Karate Kid, you actually root for that mean blonde boy? No, I root for the scrawny loser from New Jersey who barely even knows karate. When I watch The Karate Kid, I root for The Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence from the Cobra Kai Dojo. Get your head out of your ass, Lily. All right, so Karate Kid had a budget of $8 million. I don't know where all that went in 1980 money, but it had a budget of $8 million. It made $5 million on its opening weekend and wound up grossing total throughout the entire U.S. and worldwide $91 million. So very high grossing for, win. for the studio at the time. Columbia. So it was, it was done by Columbia Pictures, and at the time, they were owned by the Coca-Cola Company, probably before Sony had purchased them. So they there was no doubt that they were going to be doing a sequel to this. And two years later, we did get a sequel, Karate Kid 2, which takes us to Okinawa, where yep. we get a much deeper story for Miyagi. Yes. Um, and I actually really, really like Karate Kid 2 for that deeper Miyagi story that we wind up getting. Absolutely. I, I really, really enjoy that. I, I, I'm i not crazy about the fights in it and stuff like that. Some of the fights are, yeah, it's it's a little too far between like, you know, action and stuff like that, where they spread it out in Karate Kid a little bit with the original one with like, you know, he fights Johnny on the beach and there's the, the, then there's then there's the bike chase. Then there's the there, there, there's there's the fight outside of the school dance and everything. Everything like that. Then there's the training. In this, it's it's more of 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 just getting a feel for Miyagi and where he came from and his interpersonal relationships with the people there. While they're all extremely interesting, they save it all pretty much for the end mm-hmm. of end the fight, film. Yeah. yeah. And uh, while I I really do love that fight. Oh yeah. Um. Th- this visually, is, yeah. More than anything else, visually. I love right because they're in like they're, these ruins, like, right? It's like an amphitheater sort yeah. of ruin, sort of like. 
island. And of course, like the the dump 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 Danny does, you know, he ends that fight in the same way Miyagi fights Kreese. Well, we talked about the awkward ending, how this film ended yes. in an awkward way. So, uh, where it just ends right after the tournament and the credits roll and we get the best around. We, we get that. Just but that, that profile of, of Miyagi. But that was not meant to be the original ending. But what happened was they filmed the, the, that, the end of the tournament and stuff like that. And the director went, you know, that's it. I got my film. And just ended it. He did not film the last scenes so they of didn't, the film. So, so I just want to get this right. So, I've, I've read a couple of different things. They, The original script has the ending, which is the beginning of Karate, Karate Kid 2. But they didn't film it. And the no- that was filmed for number and two. So, it wasn't like they filmed it and saved it right. for number two. No. They, they filmed it right for number two, right? They never filmed it okay, for cool. this movie. Yeah. And it was also in the novelization because the novelization was done based on the script. So the director, John Alvidison, just he, he he just said, that's it. I got my film. And he ended it exactly like he ended Rocky uh, six years earlier. It was like, oh, that's it. We're done. So when they come into Karate Kid 2, it, just like a Rocky film, it picks up exactly, exactly. where yeah. the last one left off. You know, Rocky 2 like, picks up. With, exactly to the moment. Right. Mm. Rocky 2 picks up. Up with the ambulance ride to the hospital for both of them. This one picks up literally right after the tournament, and they go out to to the, the parking, parking lot, lot, and that's where Crease is smacking around Johnny, he's like beating his like yeah. his own students. I'm like, and Miyagi steps up to him. Now Miyagi actually doesn't do a whole lot to him, right? Like Crease is the is the aggressor again, and uh, he he's punching out the windows, and his hands are all busted. Then Miyagi obviously takes him down, and but live or die. Uh, he tweaks Crease's nose, and that's exactly the same way Johnny winds up winning his fight as well against the. I, I want to say they're like yakuza, right? Like that's kind of like what they were. They're kind of like crime bosses in Okinawa, so they're yes. kind of they're kind of like the yakuza and stuff. And they have some 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 familial, but also some some interpersonal relationship ties to Miyagi, and they're part of the reason why he left Okinawa to protect his family and to protect the woman that he was going to marry and all that stuff. Very sad story for me. Miyagi, and he, yeah, really. Um, and we get the third one. Most like he settled. The third one picks up with them and, with- and hid. Yeah, yeah, hit away from it. The third one came out in 1989, which was a massive year for 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 third part sequels or or just for sequels in general. Because we got Ghostbusters two in 1989, we got Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in 1989, and we got Karate Kid in 1989. And Karate Kid three picks up right after they get off the plane of Okinawa, and Cobra Kai rears its ugly head once again. I can barely remember number three. It's bad. I can it's barely bad. remember it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Danny it wants to defend his title at. Yeah. At, at, at the at the all valley tournament and everything like that and uh he he miyagi doesn't want to train him because he he did it to prove something the the first that's, time that's rocky three right there right. Isn't it? and the second time like, uh, mickey doesn't want to train him he, and- right he's doing it for pride because pride is it, it, you know that that's not what this is about that's not what, what karate is about it's not about your pride uh, he tells danny he's not going to train him danny seeks out the the tutelage of of a guy with a very tight ponytail <laughs> just the world's most tight he has a receding hairline he pulls his ponytail back so much 
much. Uh, and that guy winds up being friends with Kreese, who, and he's secret Cobra Kai. And like, Kreese talks about how he took everything from him and Cobra Kai was going to take over the world and all this stuff. And I'm like, who was Kreese? Was he the proto shredder? Like, go. was, was this the foot clan? Like, is that what Cobra Kai was meant to be? Was Johnny going to be a lieutenant in your foot clan army and go up against the turtles? Cause that's what I felt like. The, the karate kid I is so. really in the teenage win. Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the prequel to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? (laughs) It's the prequel to that. (laughs) And Kreese becomes Shredder. (laughs) Because, you know, we're going to- Change his name, Japanese style. Right. No, no, no. We're just going to whitewash a Japanese character just like the Michael Michael Bay produced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did. We're just going to whitewash the character and do that. So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, so so they kind of make like like Cobra Kai like this underground organization and stuff like that. (laughs) And their number one enemy, number one on their list is we got to take down Danny LaRusso. Tournament. It gets it gets pretty ridiculous. Then we get the next Karate Kid. Daniel Larusso has gone on. We don't get much mention of him in that film. But Miyagi winds up training Hillary Swank in that film. Then she goes on to box as well, right? Uh, it, no, that's a different movie. That's oh, where okay. she wants Sorry. to die. My bad. And she My tries bad. to chew her own tongue yeah. off. It's a very yeah. sad movie. It's a very sad end for Hillary Swank <laughs> in that movie. Anyway, <laughs> not, not not currently. She was in Mama on Netflix. I mean, that's kind of sad if you saw that. I but know, I, just, <laughs> I, I know about Hillary Swank. It's just. And then we, we get nothing from this universe other than the remake with Jackie Chan and stuff like that. And then we get the Cobra Kai series, which yep. I can't tell you enough how much I just absolutely enjoy the Cobra Kai series for what it is. I watch that show and I understand that that the, the drama in that show are is on par with every CW show you've ever seen. It is teenage soap opera, but I really, really enjoy it because it's all with stuff that's I'm familiar with, and I really like the direction that they take Johnny Lawrence in, in it, and and the rivalry between him and Daniel LaRusso is still going on in it, and it's it's a lot of fun, and I, I just I can't I'm not going to get into it too much. I'm just going to encourage everybody, like I have encouraged Rob, <laughs> to go see it. Now all that. Aside, all the sequels and stuff aside this movie had a lot of like little things going on behind the scenes i know we talked about some of them already but just some of the some of the most interesting stuff that that we didn't get to touch on the studio really wanted to drop my favorite scene of the film the drunk miyagi scene they really wanted to drop that scene they thought that it slowed the movie down that it didn't progress the characters at all and they wanted to drop it but the director fought for it to stay in there and he jokingly said that you know pat morita got the oscar nomination for best supporting actor because of, of that, that scene. scene and i think that that may actually be a hundred percent true statement oh no i believe born that. out of pure ego but a hundred percent true statement well it's probably one of the most you hear him talk in the whole film is during that scene but you also mean, get a little bit more of his background too yeah. and understanding because after he does pass out because he's so wasted, um, you find out why he's actually getting wasted on that day because that was the day that his unborn child and his late wife died. So, you know, it's sad. And it's yeah. something, a little bit more backstory and understanding of why he is this loner guy uh, where he is and he's yeah. escaping and trying to kind of get through this day and sort of yeah. remember, but yet also forget. It was also supposed to be human. It was supposed to Right. Right. But it was also supposed to be a private moment for him yeah. that Daniel wasn't supposed to be a part of. But And of course when you're in that state of mind, you're just, you know, right. drinking likes company. So <laughs> But it's because of that scene that we get the entire story for like the second one as well. Yeah. So um now 
Pat Morita. I refer to him as Pat Morita because that's the name he chose to go by. The studio, however, felt like we got to Japanese your name up a little bit. So in the credits, they they actually put him in as Noriaki Pat. Morita, which is actually his real name. That's his real name, but he doesn't go by. That. But he's never gone by that. Even in um, in Happy Days, where he played he played one of the Arnolds, um, he 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 went by Pat Morita, and as a comedian, he went by Pat Morita. He's never really gone by Noriaki, but you know they wanted to put that in there to kind of sell this authenticity of it. Now his performance as Miyagi was based off of his good friend and. His trainer, Fumio Demora, and you know he had such a close relationship with Fumio Demora that Fumio Demora actually did all of Pat Morita's stunts throughout this entire movie. So we were talking about Pat Morita doing the crane kick and stuff like that. Fumio Demora, um, and his accent that he uses for Miyagi very much driven from his friend, okay, who is who is 100 Japanese just like himself, uh, and a lot of the mannerisms and 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 just Miyagi's stoic demeanor comes from his relationship with with Fumiyama Demora. So that's where he he derove his performance from and he even said he wanted to give him a big thank you in his speech if he had won the Academy Award because so much of his performance for this film was derived from from him there. Fumiyama Demora was also in that stunt scene that happened with the skeletons with with all the Cobra Kai yeah. guys dressed up as skeletons. That took over like uh, I want to say I, I think I read it was like almost a week to film. And and each take was taking a long time and uh Fumiyama Demora was he's he's in the moment, he's heated and he was actually hitting these kids. Like oh. these kids that weren't kids, they're all in their probably early 20s, late teens and stuff. But, you know, and all the actors were complaining that they're just being hit too hard. So Fumiyama went to the director and he said like, "You know what? Put my guys in this. Put my people in this and my people will get this done take in one hit, take." Yeah. And sure enough, in one take, they 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 got they got that all wrapped up after shooting for almost a week. He, he got his stunt guys in there and they all did it. I thought that that was pretty interesting yeah. because why would you have actors who aren't martial artists who trained for roughly a couple weeks before filming to be martial artists taking these hits and taking these falls and not have real yeah. stunt coordinators because the their face run, is painted anyway. Yeah. Sure. In the long run, it's going to just it's just going to take away from the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Rob, you had some facts that, that one of the kids from Cobra Kai is related to an extremely famous actor. Um, yeah, Chad McQueen plays uh, the, uh, I think his name was Dutch. He was the uh, the parac- peroxide ah uh, uh, yes peroxide one of the bigger kid. antagonists yes yeah. like in the one of the final scenes mm-hmm. near the end where they're in the locker room yeah he's the one that's like trying to provoke into a fight yeah he's kind of like McQueen. the second he's the, uh, he's the second in command second in command right yeah. behind johnny he I think. is the only son of steve mcqueen and he's so. the one that broke well not broke but like damaged the knee no, 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 no. This is the kid that hassles him he, in the he shower. He fights him in the fights. Yeah. He ha- yeah, he hassles him in the locker room before yeah. the tournament begins. He doesn't actually oh, fight him in the tournament. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, uh, uh, the guy that, that does the knee thing looks like... Uh, I thought they fought. Looks like, I don't uh, know Luke why Skywalker. I thought they fought. Okay. He's got the same Luke Skywalker from uh, New yep. Hope haircut. Yep. Daniel LaRusso was not the original name of the character. They only changed it to LaRusso after Ralph Macchio was was cast. And they're like, look, this kid's a little too Guido to go by an extremely... <laughs> we need some more Val. 
vowels. Yeah, we need we need to add a little bit more vowels in this. Wasn't a gardener or something like that? Yeah, it was something extremely white. Yeah. It's very, just very white. Uh, and it was originally supposed to be played by Kyle Eastwood, who who uh, the son of Clint Eastwood, who auditioned for it. And since Coca Cola owned Columbia Pictures at the time, there is a lot of product placement. You know, like Danny mentions that he's fueled up on Minute Maid right now, yeah. right? Uh, there's there's moments where like they're they're very prominently placing like Sprite labels and Coke labels in places. And because his son didn't get the role, Clint Eastwood banned all Coke products from his sets when he was filming movies because his son didn't get the role, which seems like a little bit of a hissy fit. You yeah, that used to stack fucks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you for sandbags. Pussy. Why is this being put back on me all of a sudden? I can believe that. But man talks to chairs. But he, uh, you know, uh, Daniel LaRusso himself, Ralph Macchio, hated the product placements in the film so much that in many scenes he did everything he could to cover up the product placement. And because the product placement only has to be visible for, I believe, it's two seconds, he allowed the labels to be visible for two seconds and then immediately would would put himself in front of the frame of it. So when he's holding that Sprite bottle or that Sprite can. I can't remember which one, but he, it's shown for a few seconds and then he covers it up with his hand. For some reason, he was just very against that in the film. But when Coca-Cola makes your company, yeah. makes your movie, that's kind of the type of stuff when you're going to have to boss. deal with. Another person who was up for a role in this was Charlie Sheen, who was originally offered the role of Danny LaRusso and turned it down. Well, so, he was the hottest star at that time. Exactly. This was just two years before Platoon. So he, he hadn't really taken off yet, but he was very much a, a from a Hollywood dynasty family, and oh, yeah. he was ripe to take he was a, off about the pop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there was also uh, the rumors that Chuck Norris was supposed to play Crease, but turned it down because he didn't want karate being portrayed in such a negative light by playing a character like Crease. Chuck Norris has gone on to say, like, I was never offered any role in this film, even though his good friend Pat E. Johnson, who you were talking about, was playing the referee, it yeah. was the fight choreographer of the film, and trained under Chuck Norris was in it. Um, you know, he, t- he 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 eventually said that he never had to turn down the role because it was never offered to him. However, he would have turned down the role had it been offered to him for that very same reason. So, um, and here I thought it was just because they didn't like Coca Cola. Yeah, so that's just some of the interesting <laughs> yeah. stuff behind the scenes. There's 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 a lot of little things here and there, but but like ultimately, but like as Dave alluded to earlier, well, quite a bit. Uh, Cobra Kai, the TV show on YouTube answers a lot of questions it, it really so does so if you guys really are into the the series and, and the we'll franchise more about the lore and, if you, know, you want more Zabka yeah, we, the karate kid was William Zabka star pupil of the Cobra Kai Dojo whom this monster defeated with a cheap illegal head kick in the most tragically haunting film ending of all time we would <laughs> just go to that. Certainly recommend checking that out. And Billy Zapka, you know, you mentioned it before we started recording. You were yeah. like, did Billy Zapka like really start coming he back? Wouldn't have, he wouldn't have become famous if it wasn't for How I Met Your Mother. Right. He he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been in our lexicon oh, in our, in our zeitgeist again. if it wasn't because of of yeah. How I Met Your Mother, which is what got I guess people excited to do like a Cobra Kai series, and a couple years later they wind up doing that extreme uh, exclusive even, to YouTube. Even um, what's his name, uh, Danny? What was his name again? Ralph right? Macchio. Yeah, even he had gone out of the spotlight. Hundred percent. I mean, he he did a couple of movies after this. Uh, my cousin Vinny and stuff like that. He was in. Now that was in the early nineties, but uh, as it went further, he was in a lot of like Hallmark Christmas type movies. Yeah. You know, made for TV movies and stuff, but. 
you know, Cobra Kai has really brought both of them back and people really enjoy it. And like I said, man, everyone should watch it. So uh, th- that's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that that went on in it. There's really not much to, to, to go over with it other than, I mean, it, it's like one of those films, like this is just one of those films from the 80s. And we could talk about it for That hours. you feel like is just perfect. That everybody yes. knows too. Yes. Right. It's per- it holds a, a place up, in your heart. There's not you know? somebody that grew up in our time that there's our age that didn't see this movie or even right. like it. I mean, yeah. everybody loved this movie. Yeah. It was it's such like a great we movie. We picked out little things about it, but we never noticed those. And we did that until we were talking about tonight. We never did that when we watched this movie. No, like, no we watched no. this movie and we're like. That crane kit was perfect. We loved everything. We all thought that an old man would take us under their wing, <laughs> yeah. have us sand their deck, wax their cars, and um, speaking of waxing the I'm car- I'm not going to lie. We all waxed a car that way. The, the producer- We of, all waxed a car. The producer of the film actually gifted uh, Ralph Macchio that car, that 1948 Ford Ooh. that he had. That was actually gifted to him. He still owns it to this day, and they've actually used it in the Cobra Kai series since because he still owns it. Very cool. And Billy Zapka took his red leather jacket, his Cobra Kai red leather jacket, and still owns that to this day as well. Nice. So, uh, you know, it's, they obviously it's haven't the gone sort of that thing. broke where they had to sell those things. Had to so. sell those yeah. things. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I think this this film just it, it has such a such a place because like for us growing up, this felt like the kids' Rocky, right? Because oh, yeah. as a sure. kid, you could relate to Danny, where I couldn't relate to Stallone, right? I've never been I've never been a drunk. I've never been uh, you know a, a, the the type of guy who breaks legs for the mafia and yeah. stuff like that. I've never been that down on my luck as in the I'll never drink raw eggs, right? I've never drank raw eggs. Yeah, I've never had the will to run five miles yeah. to end at the, at the art at the art steps. I've never had that, but I could hang out with an old Japanese man to throw some punches, yeah. sand some decks, and wax Learn a few cars. Exactly. But this felt very much to me felt like the kids' Rocky, like yeah. like your kids' entrance into like the underdog story. And because we all saw it as kids, it resonates to us. Miyagi, Mickey, Ooh. right? Oh, you're gonna be a greasy fast Italian monster. You're gonna eat lightning. You're gonna crap thunder. Look at that. Uh, two M's. <laughs> M and M. M and M. Where's that? Mickey. Where's that movie where yeah. Mickey and, and Miyagi share an apartment? Oh, I think <laughs> even in the same universe as well. I mean, we might as well that. put them in the same. They knew universe, each other. Right? Yeah. I mean, that'd be like. Think of that. Also they knew each other back in the day. Also, what it took in was like one radio ad for Rocky Balboa going up against Clubber Lang in this uh, film, and you would have been like, same universe, yeah, right? Because, but but this was done in the, about the same time frame, yeah. right? This this is before two thousand eight, so we yeah. haven't been dealing with with shared universes yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that would be a great. What an odd couple that would be if they knew each other, maybe right. in the war or something the, like right. that. <laughs> like they like. I still feel, I, I know people that have listened to us before, I still feel ripped off right now with Epics, Epics and their new TV show, which is called Pennyworth. I've not watched it yet, but I know we talked on this podcast about a fan film talking about Alfred. Like, we, our plan was more having a fan film about Alfred in the Batcave while Batman's off doing his thing. Yeah. But, like, this whole series that's been going on- Well, that's on, only if people listened to me and you when we did fan yeah, film boys. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that would have been so cool. Right. Like, if they knew each other somehow. They're, they're, just just the story alone. Right. Like, how they, they met each other in the war or just after the war. And- Better yet. If 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 they were both still alive, if Pat if 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 Pat Morita and Burg- oh, Burgess Meredith were still alive, you could have a retirement movie where they both live in the same oh. retirement. 
Oh man, they moved to the same time. While time Mickey's chasing well, or something like that. Right. While Mickey is chasing tail, he's chasing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get laid as much as possible in his old age. You you have Miyagi just centering himself. That's the ultimate odd couple right there. But they had to ruin it by having Clubber Lang yeah. kill 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 Mickey off in the third Rocky. Uh. We could we could have fanfic that yeah. right there ourselves, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's the idea right there. All right, so we we have a movie cocktail. It's going to be coming in pretty short order because we got to get this one out before Halloween because it's going to be a horror movie themed movie cocktail. Very much because it's going to be Halloween and I I'm the type of person where when October 1st hits, I watch nothing but horror for 31 days. I spend 31 days deeply immersed in in blood, guts, gore, scares and the paranormal. And we've done we've already done Evil Dead, which is a pretty gory horror film, and we made a cocktail for that. So I didn't want to go for anything that was gory or anything like that. But someone wanted us to do horror films for 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 October over on Patreon since they're a specific kind though dave i actually added the specific kind to it uh they asked for for horror films and i added the specificity to it because that is kind of a broad genre okay just saying horror is just too broad saying 80s horror is in, in itself too broad so i narrowed it down and i said paranormal horror so if you're like what's paranormal horror it, you know it i had to look it up right it's not it's not blood it's not guts it's not gore it's ghosts it's poltergeists it's demons Weird possessions happening right exactly. with horror it, not like we had an argument about this before not, not ghostbusters. ghostbusters yeah <laughs> that was me it had to come up uh i even had to send rob so rob's original he got to go first this time his original vote was for ghostbusters i had to scan him a screenshot where it is action comedy fantasy nowhere in it's right and that would it, be like beetlejuice you know stuff like that beetlejuice you know, i would also argue is not horror enough to make this list so we right, wanted to go exactly. all horror rob you're first man so what film are you putting up for paranormal horror well i stole absolutely everybody's idea we all had it <laughs> i went the shining yeah kubrick's uh masterpiece and it makes sense for october because dr yeah. sleep is coming out in yeah. october obviously there is a with with it chapter two just coming out and there's been a resurgence of of people like there's always been stephen king fans but now there's more people that are yeah. into the stephen king universe They're probably watching it again i mean and you're also talking about kubrick yeah you're talking about all that i mean and there's so much and let's that be goes honest on behind that and and that whole story behind that movie that yeah. would honestly have have to be i think like a two-part episode of the shining one i think like we would have to talk about shining the movie on the regular movie cocktail but not get into the deeper theories and me and jay would have to do a patreon for room 237 yeah well, which yeah, is exactly, yeah. which is the the documentary that gets yeah. into all the crazy fucking theories about everything going yeah. on in that film which is super fun which would pretty much be dave talking nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you would have something to say because I would make you watch. Oh, no, I, I know, I know, I know. So, but but this is your beloved film. So obviously, Rob, I agree with it because I wanted to cut yeah. off your testicles when you put it there because this is what I was going to do. I didn't think anyone else was going to do it, but you picked it. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I had trouble picking on this. That's why I, I, I went with asking about Ghostbusters first. I just I just Googled paranormal movies and Ghostbusters came up. I was like, should I go the the traditional of other ones that I saw there, or do I go for that one? I was like, okay. And then I looked up a little bit more and then that's when I found the shining. And I was like, I've, I've, I have read the shining. I have mm. 
seen the documentary that you're talking about, I actually uh, was involved in sort of like a an online scavenger hunt, treasure hunt involving based around a book. Wait, are you was- are you putting yourself in 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 the oh, role man, of I Ready was, Player One? I was, did you get? I was did you go to the show? Yeah, I know. I'm like, thing. wow. It was, a, it was a book. It was called Kubrick's Game. Okay, Ooh. and the guy that wrote Kubrick's Game invented a treasure hunt scavenger hunt around to help promote the book i end up winning a signed copy of the book from the cut co- from Damn, the, the author i came 10th i would have loved i that. came 10th in the country by the way huge kubrick fan um but so. it was all involving kubrick and his movies and one of the big things was about the shining so i learned a lot more about the shining from that so that's why i've chosen that cool jay you are next man what film did you pick for paranormal horror the ring uh God, this grinded my fucking gears. The 2002 Gore Verbinski film. We man, I like. I looked. I looked at the rest of our list. What Mark picked. What I picked. What Rob picked. And I was like, God, this is just filled with classic horror. I fucking love it. And then Jay's like, The Ring. And I was like, <laughs> I gotta course, go with a little modern twist. And I it's did, not even I that did, modern. I did it's look 2002. At that one. I'm not gonna lie. I did it's, look at it's it. It's 2002. I don't. So I. I. I while I don't hate The Ring, and I really liked it when it first came out, and it really scared me when I first came out. I was very young when it came out, but uh, in my early teens, um, I don't think it's it's a horror film that's aged well. I'll say that I don't think it's aged well. I I, I think okay. like over time, it, it 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 may have just worn out for me. However, I do recognize that it's one of the most popular horror films that that's ever ever come out, and I do recognize that. Yeah, it, it it like it has its place you know to be nominated so it's not against you at all i just when i watched this movie i was just like why was i so afraid of this yeah. this is just like like uh, like and, and then I, I was like man youtube has scared me more than this yeah. at this point. <laughs> and then of course they made rings the the the, the final sequel to it which came out a, co- a year or two ago and that literally did put the video on youtube and made it viral and i was like well they went there right where I, they went right where I was thinking. So yeah. <laughs> so why the ring, Jay? Why'd you put this on your list? Well, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, this is one of the you know I, most people know that I'm not a huge horror fan, um, but the paranormal, uh, you know, side of it, I do have some intrigued by you know some of the films like you introduced me to The Conjuring, which is really solid and great. Um, but again, I. I've had the history with the ring. You know, this was when I was 18 years old. More to talk it about worked. It. Like I felt it. I was in the zeitgeist yeah. during that moment when this film came out. So it, it resonates with me. I was originally going to pick The Shining because, you know, obviously it's The Shining. There's also but- something to be said the fact that the ring kind of sparked this whole Japanese horror American yeah. remakes. And it's yeah. better like- than the the original. So yeah, I I've seen the original. I, I I see them both as very similar movies. Uh, honestly, it's the Ring Two that really salts me on the Ring. Where I was like, "Why did you even make this movie? If the Ring just existed as the Ring, fantastic." I concur. Yes, I'm just saying that, like you know, we're talking about the Ring. <laughs> <laughs> one movie speaking so, of movies that have not the whole franchise speaking of movies that have unwanted sequels uh mark's selection since he's not here he did text it to us it is 
Poltergeist, which we just recently, and I say we're talking about the original Poltergeist, the original too. Poltergeist stuff mm. from from you know with uh, with with Coach himself, Carrie Ann, is that her name? No, no. Well, well as you would expect from with cult Coach movie himself, yes. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Uh, we did just find out about two about a year or two ago that this film was actually directed by Steven Spielberg. He did he did well over fifty percent of the directing of this film. So I did not know that. Yeah, uh, it's always been a rumor that he ghost directed it. Um, so it, there, there's some interesting behind the scenes stuff going oh, on, especially with, with the young actress and the later movies and stuff like that. But again, with Poltergeist, while I love the original, I own the original. It's one of my Halloween watches. I don't go back and watch Poltergeist two or Poltergeist three. It's nothing that I want to see. Uh, but Poltergeist one, fantastic movie, been parodied a hundred different times in a many different mediums, and it's just it, and it's, remade. It's a ton of fun, and it's also a PG horror film, which yeah. is it's funny. I think by today's standards, it'd be PG thirteen, but in eighty standards, it's a PG horror film, which is which is pretty crazy that it's that scary. But it's still PG. It's just uh, that it's PG at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, the, I mean, the, a tree, bodies, a tree eats a child. Yeah, so. the bodies in the pool and uh, like all that. And then we get to my pick, which I think is the ultimate horror classic. I'm going to sell myself a little bit here because wow. it's kind Trying of for that third win. Uh, it's it's but it, it really is the film that like honestly it inspired son of sam like me and me and jay just watched mindhunter where they talk about the interview with 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 david berkowitz the son of sam killer and he talks about how he was kind of inspired to tell his tale about like a demon influencing him to kill all these people because he watched the exorcist and he believed in demonic possession that heavily like after seeing this movie people were worried about being possessed after seeing the exorcist and that's my pick the exorcist which i absolutely love this movie and it's one of the few horror films that i can say like to this day if i watch it i'm still somewhat afraid there are things that and it is fucking disturbing it is absolutely disturbing just the spider walk down the stairs the the Mm. the masturbation with a fucking crucifix and she's saying fuck me jesus fuck me jesus i was like jesus (laughs) The fact that this movie was yeah. even made is and then there's this the movie got the Catholic too. boy out of you. There's, there's, oh. there's the law behind the movie too about like I, I remember reading the story about like how I'm almost going to be banned in being shown in Italy and how churches actually caught on fire during the premiere. Or Not only that, there's people who have theories that The Exorcist is actually a cursed movie and was a cursed yeah. film set because three different people who were involved with it wound up dying because of it. Like people wasn't also in The Exorcist. Isn't there like a serial killer that's in the movie or something like that i i don't know that i'm right. unsure of yeah i'll have to do so uh but you know it, it, it has to this, sell that one it's got an extremely shining shining <laughs> it has an extremely interesting backstory to it and it has a, a good sequel exorcist 2 sucks exorcist the beginning is terrible as well but and and the tv series was just as bad got canceled after one series but it had exorcist 3 with george c scott which was actually a good follow-up to it so uh i mean exorcist it's still it's still listed as one of the scariest films of all time and i can't think of any better cocktail any any better movie cocktail to do for halloween than us drinking spiked pea soup <laughs> 
<laughs> while watching The Exorcist and discussing it. Mm. So that's my final vote. Uh, that that's my final one. We'll put it up on Twitter in about two to three weeks for everyone to vote on, and then I believe it's Jay's turn to no, it's Rob's it's turn. Rob's to make turn the to co- do the cocktail to make the cocktail. So you guys, Man, I had s- Evil Dead last time, so I'm not going to be able to come up with some like Bloody Mary mix again. Well, there's time. not a whole lot of blood in The Exorcist, man. Yeah. It's it's not a lot of blood in The Exorcist. Wow, no. think more The Ring. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, there's blood. It's dream, not man. it's not the gore fest that that Evil Dead Two was. Yes. You know, it's not yes. a gory film. It is just a shocking film. And and again, it's up to us or you guys, our fans, to vote on what we talk about. Yeah. So you guys will vote on Twitter. So you can follow us on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. That's where I'll put up the poll. That's where you guys can vote. Uh, you can follow Jay over on the Instagrams to get the pictures. Uh, he's there at Super Movie Bros Beer on there. He also runs the Facebook. That's Super Movie Bros Podcast. Uh, we really encourage you guys to please, 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 please leave us a five-star review because that is what helps us stay on the the top movie podcast list. We've made it a few times. We've actually been, I've checked iTunes, we've been on the top a few times, not in the number one spot, but we've been on the recommended page, which is which is not bad. But awesome. we've but we've fallen off, and your reviews help us stay on there. It helps more yes. people find us. If you really enjoy the show, you want some additional movie cocktails, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash supermovie bros podcast. Uh, for just one dollar a month, you can get those additional episodes. Currently, as, as for for horror, we have the it cocktail that is over there. We did a movie cocktail for for 2017's it and me and Jay have now, which will be up this week, a top five Captain America moments with a Captain America cocktail to go along with it. So uh, we encourage you guys to check out the Patreon. Uh, it helps support us so much, and it helps us grow as a show. Me and Jay, because of our Patreon support, have been able to to kind of reconfigure our studio. And inc- I love it. Increase our equipment, increase our space, and uh, you know, get ready to, to take a ne- another step uh, further for for Super Movie Bros and start doing something a little bit different with the show to reach a wider audience. So I want to thank all of our patrons who have already thank you. who have already donated money and I encourage more people to to join so that we can continue bringing you guys excellent content. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Huh.